Blog Talk Radio. If anybody want the Lord to make him over, just begin to celebrate Jesus. Hallelujah.
Thank you so much. Thank you for your encouraging words and for all of your support. And I just want you to know that I truly do love you all very much. And you can now go to our new website called a word from God dot webs w e b s dot com, and I ask that you go on and you just browse our website, and that you follow our links to all of our other affiliate sites, sites, and all of our different blogs that we have. Also, we now have a page on Facebook called A Word from God. And I ask that you just please click the like button uh, just to show me that you like the page and that you're a fan and that you're following after uh, a word from God. And you can now email us at a word from God three. That's the number three. A word from God three at aol dot com. And I ask that you just um, when you go to our website. Uh, a word from God dot dot com that you will check out our little our ad costs and our advertisement on our website, and that means that if you have uh, any church announcements or events or you're a business and you want to be announced on the air uh, on a weekly basis, or if you are a musical artist and you would like to have your CD played on a word from God, please go to our website. Uh, for instructions on our advertising costs, and email me at um, a word from God three at aol dot com. Well, I am so proud to announce that as of last week, I started my uh, morning shows. I have uh, morning shows now three days a week: Monday, Wednesday, and Friday morning at ten a.m. and of course Sunday night at seven thirty p.m all at Central Standard Time. Now, the Wednesday morning show uh, is a show that I have dedicated for businesses where I will allow business owners to come on the show and I will uh, interview you on the show and give you a chance uh, to talk about your business and uh, what you do or what your business does. And this will give our listeners a chance to know something about you and, uh, if at all possible, to call in and talk with you and ask questions. So if you are a business owner and this is something that you would be interested in, please go to our website, awordfromgod.webs.com, and then go to our ads and our advertising cost page, and it has all the pricing information that you will need to come on the broadcast. And also I now have out two new CDs. One is called Secrets. And Secret sells for $15 for a two-disc set. Secrets is to help bring about the hidden things that you have buried deep within but you are afraid to let go of. This CD will help to bring out the emotional healing that you may need. The other CD is called I Give Myself Away, and it sells for $10. Now, in this message, the question is, is, is this just something that you say Lord, I give myself away, you know, when you're singing that beautiful song. Or do you truly give like Christ gave? And then um, sometime in April I have coming out a new uh, series called The End of Times where I'll be preaching on the rapture, the Bema Seat Judgment of Christ, uh, the Marriage of the Lamb, the Great Tribulation, the Antichrist, 
the mark of the beast, um, the false prophet. There's so much that entails in this teaching uh, about the end times, what we're going to face. Now, those of us that are saved, and we're going to be talking about this tonight, we're going to be talking about the rapture of the church. Those of us that are saved, we will go in the rapture to be with the Lord. And I will be getting uh, into a lot more of that as I get into the lesson tonight. But there are some that are not going to go in the rapture. And you need to tell them what it is uh, that they're going to have to go through if they decide not to accept Christ as their personal Lord and Savior. You need the CD just so you can leave it for your loved ones who are not going to be going in the rapture. We pray to God that they will, but if they don't, that they'll have something to listen to that they might be able to know what to do while they're going through this time. And also, I ask that you please visit Lady Be Lovely Fashion's website. At Lady Be Lovely, we carry uh, women's church suits, business suits, usher and choir uniforms, jewelry, hats, colognes, and various other merchandise, all at affordable pricing. Uh, Lady Be Lovely Fashion's website is ladybelovelyfashions.webs.com. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. And before we get into uh, the Word of God on this evening, we're just going to play a musical selection uh, before we get in. As I said, um, we are uh, going to be talking about the rapture uh, on this evening. Also, I would like to just share with you uh, on my blogtalkradio.com slash a word from God page, I ask that you will check out all of my affiliate links. And there is one there called Blood Pressure Awareness. And on this particular blog, you can learn about high blood pressure. So many people are walking around with blood pressure uh, problems, high blood pressure, high cholesterol, heart disease, so many different things. And you need to know what to do. Uh, we we know basically what to do, and that is to pray. But we also have to pray and do some other things, and that is to take care of your body. And you need to begin to eat right. You need to begin to change your eating lifestyle, your eating habits. And we, begin, we need to begin to exercise, and we need to... Um, just change our lifestyle completely. Uh, in changing your lifestyle, especially your eating lifestyle, it can add years to your life along with exercising. So I ask that you would go to that blog, blood, high blood pressure or blood pressure. It's called blood pressure awareness, and check out all of the wonderful things that you read on there. There's a great testimony uh, on there as well that you need to hear. And on tomorrow night at 8 o'clock on blogtalkradio.com, there is a new show called Business is Health. And that show will be airing at 8 o'clock p.m. Central Standard Time. And you would go to blogtalkradio.com slash business is health. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And once again, I just want to say Thank you for tuning in on tonight. Uh, I believe that tonight's um, 
message is going to be a blessing to you because it talks about the next great event that is going to take place uh, for the church. So many people believe that, you know, you've been teaching that for years. You've been saying for years that Jesus is on his way back, but we haven't seen him. We haven't seen him. And that's what they said to Noah. And Noah preached, I think, for about 120-some years, and people didn't believe him. But eventually, the rain did come, and it did do exactly what Noah said it would do. And so I'm going to tell you to get your pencils and your papers and your Bibles out, and we're just going to go into this study. We're going to try to exhaust this study tonight. If we don't do it all tonight, maybe we will finish up on it next week. But I'm telling you, this is an awesome uh, uh, lesson. It's an awesome message. I would have you to call your friends, text your friends, uh, email your friends. Let them know to tune in to blogtalkradio.com slash a word from God so that they might hear tonight's message on the rapture of the church. But before we go into that message, into that lesson on tonight, we are going to have a musical selection, and it is called We Shall Behold Him.
Hallelujah. We shall behold him face to face in all of his glory, our Savior and our Lord. What a glorious day that's going to be when we will look up and Jesus will uh, beckon us to come hither up where he is and we will behold that beautiful face of our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ, in all of his excellent glory. Hallelujah. Well, some say that we will partially go through the great tribulation period. And after the three and a half years, because the great tribulation, there it is going to be a seven years of great tribulation. And then some are, are saying that we will go through uh, half of the tribulation period and then we will be raptured. Uh, that is what is known as mid-tribulation. Some say we will go through the full tribulation period and when Jesus returns in the second coming, that is when uh, he will take us out of here. Uh, and that is known as the post-tribulation. But when Jesus returns in the second coming, because you don't want to get the second coming of Christ and the rapture uh, mixed up. They are two different events. Jesus will be staying and ruling on the earth. And that's when he does battle uh, with the Antichrist and, and he he uh, does uh, put Satan in the um, uh, prison uh, for, he binds, binds him up in chains for a thousand years. That is the second return when we have the battle of Armageddon. And so my question would be then, why would God make his children go through a full tribulation period um, with all the disasters that are going to come on the world when we are his obedient ones? God is not going to allow us, make us go through something that he meant for the the, the unbelievers or, or for the world to go through because of their disobedience. We who are his children, he's coming to take us out before that uh, time of great tribulation. So what we believe is we believe in the pre-tribulation before uh, the tribulation hits that Jesus will come and take us um, out of here before all of that happens. And nowhere in the Old or the New Testament is the church mentioned after the great tribulation is uh, started. So that means that the church at that time will not be here, those of us who are uh, walking in, in uh, the obedience of Christ, those of us that love him, those of us that are doing his will, those of us that are keeping God's commandments. Well, tonight we are talking about the rapture of the church. And uh, I'm going to read from Mark 24, verse 44. You can either follow along in your Bible or you can just write these scriptures down and you can follow or use them as study for this week. But Mark 24 and 44 says, Therefore, 
Be ye also ready, for in such an hour as you think not, the Son of Man cometh. If the Lord Jesus, if the trump of God and the shout came tonight, and all of a sudden the sky lit up and and there was Jesus waiting for the saints of God to come forth, come up hither towards him, and you weren't moving, that means that you're not ready. Would you be ready if the Lord came on tonight? Let's look at First uh, Thessalonians, uh, verse chapter five and verse two. It says, "For yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so cometh as a thief in the night." There was a movie out back in the 70s. I would take, tell you all to try to find it. It is called A Thief in the Night, and it was about the rapture, and it was about how uh, the saints of God, like in the days of Noah, were going about talking about the return of the Lord, and people were saying, oh, no, I don't want to hear it. No, no, there's no such thing. You know, Jesus isn't, you know, he's a God of love. He's not going to leave me here, blah, 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 blah. But the rapture hit, and those that were ready went to be with Christ. Those that were playing games with God or those that were not ready were left behind for seven years of great tribulation. So the scripture says to know that he comes as a thief in the night. And then Titus 2 And 13 says, looking for that blessed hope. Blessed hope uh, can be used for the word rapture here. And the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. And then I would have you to go to 1 Thessalonians 4, 13 through 17. And it reads as, But I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, that you sorrow not, even as others which have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so, them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. For the Lord himself shall descend from the heaven with a shout and with the voice of the archangel and with the trump of God and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are, hallelujah, then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. And then 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 51 and uh, through 54 reads, um, Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. For this incorruptible must put on incorruption, 
and this mortal must put on immortality. When this corruptible shall have put on incorruption, and this mortal shall have put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that it is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. Hallelujah. And these are the scriptures that we're going to be using tonight on um, uh, talking about the next great event, which is the rapture. Um, As I was saying, the next great event to take place for the church is called the rapture. Some call it uh, the catching away, uh, being caught up, uh, the blessed hope. Back in the 70s, we called it the great snatch because Jesus was going to come and snatch us up out of here and uh, uh, nobody was going to know the difference until everybody woke up or when all the devastation started taking place or whatever. But the word rapture itself is not found in the Bible. Uh, uh, It is a word that comes from a Latin translation pronounced repere. It's R-A-P-E-R-E. And it means to be caught up. And that is how uh, the word caught up is used in uh, 1 Thessalonians 4, 17, repairing. And I don't know if I'm saying it correctly. If I'm not, please forgive me. But it's R-A-P-E-R-E. And in the Greek, the word for caught up is pronounced harpazo. Uh, And this word is also found uh, in 1 Thessalonians 4, 17, meaning to be caught up. And then there are two other scriptures, Acts 8 and 39, when Philip was caught up, and 2 Corinthians 12, 2 and 4, when Paul was caught up into the third heavens. And you can also find these two words, the harpazo and the repair. You can find those two words uh, in these scriptures, uh, the meaning of being caught up. Um The rapture is when our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, will appear in the sky to take his people out of the world before the great tribulation. Now, me, I'm kind of a different kind of a preacher, and I I try to uh, uh, get you to see things. I, I, I try to be visual without actually having visual things to show you. But this is how... It's going to be. Um, when I was telling you about that movie called uh, A Thief in the Night, there was a song. And the song went like this. It said, life was filled with guns and wars, and everyone got trampled on the floor. I wish we'd all been ready. Children died, the days grew cold. A piece of bread could buy a bag of gold. I wish we'd all been ready. There's no time to change your mind. The sun has come and you've been left behind. You've been left behind. A man and wife asleep in bed. She hears a noise, she turns her head, he's gone. I wish we'd all been ready. 
Two men walking up a hill. One disappears, the other's left standing still. I wish we'd all been ready. There's no time to change your mind. The sun has come and you've been left behind. You've been left behind. Don't be left behind. Don't be left behind. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. In 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 the rapture taking place, there are going to be husbands and wives talking or sitting uh, sitting down having dinner or shopping or going or they're sleeping, whatever the case may be, and they're just sitting there. Maybe they're talking. Maybe they're watching TV together. And one looks up and asks the other one a question, and he calls the name two or three times, and he looks up and he realizes, where is she? Where is he? What's going on? What's happening? And then he hears or she hears on the news, millions of people have just disappeared. And that spouse is sitting there wondering, what my spouse told me, what my wife told me, what my child told me, what my, 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 my husband told me, what my mom and dad told me, is this the rapture? Is this what they were talking about? Am I really left here by myself? And then it's going to be like millions of people are going to disappear. Car crashes and plane crashes and bus crashes and train crashes uh, because drivers and pilots and co-pilots are going to be disappearing just like that, and there will be nobody to man the vehicle or or man the train or to man the plane. Newborn babies and children are going to disappear just like that. Mothers and fathers are going to be running around looking for their babies, their newborn babies in the hospital. The nurses, the hospital staff are going to go crazy because they're like, where are all of the babies? Where has everyone gone? And then there are going to be people in churches. And church is going to be going on, and we're going to be having a good time and jumping and shouting and praising the Lord. And there are some churches that all of a sudden you hear all this jumping and shouting and praising and all of this stuff and hallelujah and glory be to God, and all of a sudden all you're going to hear is silence because everybody in that church will be taken. But then there will be some churches where they'll go on with business as usual. They'll be in there shaking and faking and doing all the stuff that they normally do and, 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 and you know, talking about how much they love the Lord, but they're living in sin and doing all kind of craziness and all kind of dumb, stupid stuff, and the rapture's going to hit, and they're going to still be in there shouting because nothing took place for them because they weren't the true called of God, and they were playing with God, and they were messing around and acting like they were all that, but there was nothing going on in their life, and so God did not come back for them. So there are going to be all kinds of people that will disappear, and there will be all kinds of people that will still be here, and those that did not go or will not go in the rapture, it is because they did not heed God's 
word. Now, the media and scientists and even some religious leaders will try to explain it all away. Well, we don't really know what happened. Uh, They will even try to say that we were abducted by aliens. Because, you know, there's all of this, uh, these movies about alien abduction and, you know, the close encounter where people were, uh, some people were taken in the midnight hours and then they were brought back and others went and they were brought back. Well, that's one thing about that movie. People were taken, but they were brought back. We are not going to be taken to come back here to live uh, amongst men like we used to. When we do come back, we're com- coming back with Christ again in the second coming to help him to rule this world alongside with him. So uh, many are going to tell you, and the devil's already setting it in motion, that we are going to be abducted by aliens and that little space creatures are coming to take us and, and that we're going to go through all of this stuff. But none of that is true. We are going to heaven to go and be with our Lord and Savior and to forever be with him. Now, this rapture, it is a real event. The scripture says that we don't know the day nor the hour when the Son of Man cometh. He just said for us to be ready. 1 Corinthians fifteen fifty one through 54 and 1 Thessalonians four thirteen through 17 they complement each other by giving pretty much the same account. The scripture says that those who die in Christ, the Bible says they immediately go to be with Christ. The scripture says in 1 Corinthians 5 and 8, we are confident, I say, and willing rather to be absent from the body and to be present with the Lord. So in the rapture in 1 Thessalonians 4, those who are asleep or those who have died in Christ, Jesus will bring with him from heaven. See, when we die, our spirit man immediately goes to whatever reward we are going to, whether we're going to heaven or whether we're going to hell. We pray to God that when we all die that we go to be with our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. So these spirits, our spirits go to be with Christ in heaven. Um, It says that, uh, that, but the scripture says that uh, Jesus will bring with him those who are asleep or who have died. Jesus is going to bring them with him from heaven. The dead in Christ, uh, the dead in Christ, their bodies will rise first and their spirit and their body will connect to where they will become a glorified body. Because, see, we can't go into heaven with these natural corrupt bodies because that's just it. Our flesh is corrupted. And so our spirit man goes. And then when it's time for us to... um, Uh, be everything that God has called us to be for the marriage of the Lamb and all of that. He comes back for the rapture to take his people out before the great tribulation. Our spirit and our body will be reconnected. Now, some will say, well, what about those who maybe were mauled by an animal? Or what about those 
who were cremated. God knows everything. He knows where every piece is. He knows where every particle of dust lies. He knows what is flesh in that dust and what is just dust. He knows. And God can bring it all back together, all the little molecules and all the little atoms. He can bring it all back together. So there's no need to worry. You're still going to have a glorified body. And as I was saying, the natural body cannot stand in the presence of God. Um, Only the born-again spirit can. And it says this in both scriptures, that we which are alive and remain will meet the Lord in the air, but we too must first be changed. We must take off mortality and we must put on immortality. And as I said before, we cannot enter into heaven with corrupt flesh. So all of this takes place so that God can bring judgment on the world. Revelations 3 and 10 says, Because thou hast kept the word of my patience, I also will keep thee from the hour of temptation, which shall come upon all the world to try them that dwells on the earth. Now, I don't know how many of you have read the book of Revelation, uh, the book of Daniel, Ezekiel, uh, Matthew, Thessalonians, First uh, Corinthians, all of these scriptures that talk about uh, end time events. But the book of Revelation has some things in there that thank God I'm saved because I don't want to see or be a part of any of that. Some of us have seen horror movies before and things that we just shiver and shake from or, you know, we couldn't sleep. That was just a movie. That was just something that was man-made. But what you are going to go through if you are not saved and if you don't receive Christ before Jesus' return, uh, you're going to see things that you don't want to see. You're going to experience things that you don't want to experience. And I'm telling you, now is the time because God is going to allow some things to come upon this earth. But hallelujah, thanks be to God. If you are saved, you're sanctified, and you're filled with the precious Holy Ghost, and you don't even have to be filled. All you got to do is just receive Christ as your Lord and your Savior. And at that moment, say you, you say it right two minutes before, Uh, the rapture hits and you don't get a chance to be filled with the Holy Ghost, you're going to still go and be with the Lord because you received Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior. And the great tribulation is, is, is something that you just don't want to be a part of. And I'm not going to really get into the great tribulation right now because I'm going to do that at a later date, and that too is going to be coming out in my new series called The End of Times. Um, Any time that God said he would bring destruction to the earth, he took his people out first or gave them a way to escape or gave them a safe haven. He had Noah to build an ark. And he had Noah to build this ark from what I understand that it had never rained before. And so people were like, well, what in the world are you talking about? Flood and rain, what are you talking about? We don't even know what you're talking about. 
and they were just partying and doing their natural thing, just like today. We're doing the same thing uh, that that they did in the day of Noah. We just have uh, 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 technology and other things that we're doing now that Noah's day did not have. But Noah went about preaching and teaching. All the while he was building the ark, and people were laughing at him and making fun of him and saying, oh, oh, you're old fool, what's wrong with you? you nothing's going to happen. You know, there's nothing coming. We don't even know what this rain thing you're talking about is. But when that first drop of rain hit, and then it kept coming down, and it kept coming down, and it kept coming down, and it started rising. The water started rising. The water started rising. And all of a sudden, the people were like, well, you know what? Maybe what Noah said is, is true. You see, one thing about Noah, Noah was still on the earth. He was he was protected, him and his family and the and the, the several uh, animals that the Lord told them to put in the ark with them. They were all protected so that there could be a new beginning. And they were beating at Noah's door. They were beating on the ark, you know, let us in, let us in, save us, save us. But it was too late because God had already shut the door. But you see, when the rapture hit, there's not anywhere you can really go. Now, there are going to be churches, and there are going to be churches open, and some of them are still not going to be the right church, and some of them are still going to say that what happened was not uh, the return of of the Lord. And then there are some people that are going to realize, you know, I was playing with God. Why was I so stupid? My mama told me. My pastor told me. My sister told me. Different people told me about the rapture. Even some ministers are going to be left behind saying, you know, I never preached the rapture because I didn't believe it. And they're going to be sitting around, and now they're going to study, and now they're going to talk because now they have to lead the people who are left behind. These people need answers, and somebody has to be able to give them an answer. And then there are going to be people during the Great Tribulation that do get saved, but you are possibly going to have to give up your own life because blood still has to be shed. And at this time, the Holy Spirit will not be here to draw us like he draws us now. So Noah built an ark, and he and his family were safe. He told others about the impending doom, but no one believed, and they just laughed. And like I said earlier, like some who say the rapture is a myth, it's a story, it's a fable, and it's never, ever going to happen. And then God warned Lot uh, that he was going to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah, and God held back the destruction until Lot and his family got to safety. But Lot's wife didn't really want to leave Sodom and Gomorrah. She liked what was going on there. She liked the partying and all the the so-called pleasures of of life that she found in Sodom and Gomorrah. And so she turned back, and she looked at what she was going to miss. And uh, the scripture says that she was turned into a pillar of salt. Well, see, when we leave here, when when Jesus calls us up to him, I don't plan on looking back because I'm not leaving nothing back here. I plan to go straight into heaven and receive all of the things that God said are mine. Now, God has warned of the impending doom 
about the great tribulation. He will not allow his children to go through this time. Who are God's children? God's children are the saved ones, the called out ones, the the separated ones, those who love him and those who are obedient, those who walk in obedience to the word of God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. And then in the scripture, uh, it talks about two small raptures that did take place. So this shows you that uh, what God says is true, that there were two little many kinds of raptures where uh, neither one of these men uh, saw death. They just were raptured on up into heaven. Uh, the one uh, man I want to talk about is Elijah, who God sent a chariot for. Elijah, he never died, and his life was in sync with God. He loved God, and he obeyed God. Turn to Second Kings chapter 2 and verse 11, and it says, uh, this is Elijah and his um, uh, assistant, Elisha. And it says in verse 11, as they were walking along and talking together, suddenly a chariot of fire and horses of fire. Hallelujah. Not only was the chariot made of fire and was fire, but the horses were of fire. And they appeared and separated the two of them. Because Elisha couldn't go. He was not yet uh, finished with what it was that he was supposed to do. And it wasn't his time. And it says, uh, and so it separated the two of them. And Elijah went up to heaven in a whirlwind. Now, can you imagine you just walking along with one of your friends and you're just loving the Lord and you're living according to the word of God and you're doing everything and, 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 uh, God finds you pleasing unto him. So he said, you know what, I'm not going to make you wait. I'm not going to make you wait for the rapture. I'm just going to send uh, a special chariot for you. And you and your friend are sitting there walking, all of a sudden a fiery chariot and fiery horses and big whirlwind, and all of a sudden your friend is still, you know, you and your friend are talking, and next thing you know you're in a chariot and you're on your way to heaven and you're standing before the Lord. And your friend is down there wondering, well, what in the world just happened here? What's going on? Hallelujah. And then uh, verse 12 of of, uh, 2 Kings 2 says, Elijah saw this and cried out, My father, my father, the chariots and horsemen of Israel. And Elijah saw him no more. Then he took hold of his own clothes and tore them apart. He never again saw Elijah after that particular time. And then there was another man by the name of Enoch, and Enoch loved God, and he did everything. He did everything that God told him. And in Hebrews eleven five, in Hebrews chapter eleven and verse five, it reads like this: By faith, Enoch was translated that he should not see death. He was just translated. He was just one minute he was there. The next minute he wasn't. And it says, and was not found because God had translated him. 
for before his translation, he had this testimony that he pleased God. Now, does your life please God so much that he said, you know what, I've got to have her here. She don't have to die. He don't have to die. I just got to have them here. You know, I love them. They love me. We're in sync. We see eye to eye on everything. We're just like this, you know. You know, I I, I think one thing and he finishes my thought. How, whatever. You know, that's how it is in a marriage. You, you're, you're so in love. You've spent so much time with that person just talking and communicating with your mate, you know, with your spouse, that you start uh, thinking alike. You start uh, uh, finishing each other's sentences or you'll, start a sentence and your spouse will say, you know, I was just getting ready to say that, and you just always want to be with each other. But that's how it was with God and Enoch. God didn't even, I mean, he Enoch didn't even die. He just, one minute he was walking there, next minute he was walking himself on up into heaven, uh, going through the gates, uh, walking into the throne room seeing all of the wonderful things that I shared with you a couple of weeks ago when we talked about ceaseless praise, when we talked about the how heaven looked, uh, the streets of gold and, and all of the wonderful uh, 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 vegetation there and the people and, and how the glory of God shone where you neither needed sun nor moon. I mean, it, 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 heaven is just an astounding, awesome, wonderful place. In one minute he's on earth. And the next minute, he's standing before the very creator of heaven and of earth. But then you might ask me, well, Sister Becky, what must I do to get ready before the rapture comes? And I'm going to share some little tidbits with you here. And uh, you can uh, write these down, and uh, I'll give you a scripture to go along with it. You can write these down and read the scripture on it. Uh, But the first thing is uh, we must attend church regularly. Now, I'm not saying that you have to be in church 24-7 every day. I'm not saying that. But you need to, whatever church you're in, you need to be in your church. You need to be faithful. You You need to find yourself doing something, working in that ministry, and doing everything you can in that ministry that God has called you to do so that you might be a blessing. So and attend church regularly because God does visit his churches and he speaks in his churches. And you don't want to miss your season and you don't want to miss your visitation of when the Holy Spirit might come and have something special. There may be a special anointing uh, that he has just for you on this particular Sunday, but you decide not to go. But attend church regularly as often as you can. And we thank and praise God now because we live in such a technological age where that if we can't go to church, and I'm not saying to use this every Sunday as an excuse, but now a lot of churches have live streamed where you can actually, you know, you got to work on Sundays or you're sick in the hospital or you're just a little tired and you're not able to go or one of your children is sick, you can still sit at home, turn on your computer, and you can watch a live stream from most churches all around the country. And maybe your church is blessed to be one of those churches that do a live stream. Uh, second, we must observe the Lord's Supper with the rapture in mind. 
whenever we take the Lord's Supper, we should always just thank and praise God for his coming. Lord, I thank you. I thank you that you died on the cross. I thank you for all of the things that you did for me and that you're doing for me. And, Father God, I'm looking forward to your glorious appearance when you come back and you take your church home to be with you. Um, uh, I'm sorry, the the attend church regularly, I'm sorry, is Hebrews uh, chapter 10, uh, verse 25. To observe the Lord's Supper with the rapture in mind is 1 Corinthians chapter 11 and verse 26. Then it says that uh, we must uh, walk in love, and we find that in 1 Thessalonians 3. Uh, verses 12 and 13. Walking in love seems to be a big problem for a lot of us because a lot of times we meet people that we don't like and we meet people that we don't want to have much to do with. But God didn't say, you know, I know you're going to meet people that you don't like. He said that we're supposed to pray for those that despitefully use us. We're, We're supposed to pray for those that talk about us. We're supposed to pray for those that that uh, don't uh, show any love towards us. Whether they love us, we have to love them. The Bible says that God is love and that if we say we love God but we don't love, we don't have God in our lives. And so you've got to make sure that you're doing everything possible everything possible to love your brothers and your sisters in Christ as well as to love the unlovable. Now, you can't love them on your own, but you can ask God. You can ask the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, please, I I can't do this on my own. I can't love this person on my own, but if you will love them through me, help me to uh, teach me, show me, you know, help me, Lord, love them through me so that I might walk according to your word. The Holy Spirit will come in and do that just for you. Uh, it talks about being patient. That's another thing that many of us don't have. We don't have patience. We want it now. We want it how we want it. We want it like we want it. It has to be done right now. I can't wait. I don't want to wait two days. I don't want to wait three days. I don't want to wait four months. I don't want to wait two minutes. I don't want to wait two seconds. I want it right now. That's how I want it, Lord. And uh, But the scripture is telling us to be patient uh, because we're patiently waiting on the return of the Lord. Jesus is not going to return until the whole world has the opportunity to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ. And I used to wonder, and I said, Lord, you know, how is the whole world going to hear? And then I said, well, I looked, and I said, well, we have television, but now we have this new thing called the computer and Internet. And Internet can take you all over the world within seconds. Even uh, this show right now being done uh, on the computer is uh going not just nationwide, but it's going international. It's going all over the world. I don't know who is listening to this show, uh, when they're listening to this show, but I know they're listening and they're hearing what the Word of God is saying to them. 
Hallelujah, hallelujah. Then it tells us to live a separated life uh, for us to be holy. Uh, The being patient, I'm sorry, is James 5 and 8. And then to live a separated life or holy life, that's in 1 Peter 1 and 16. We are to live holy. Being holy is not something that you put on. It's not a certain way that you look. You know, you never smile, you never laugh, you never show any kind of joy. But being holy is a lifestyle. It's following the word of God, not how you dress, not how you're wearing your hair, not if you're wearing makeup or you're not wearing makeup, not if you're wearing pointy shoes or you're wearing round toed shoes, not if you're wearing necklaces or you don't wear necklaces, not if you wear lipstick and you but you and you don't wear lipstick because I've seen some of the meanest people walking around with no makeup on uh walking around with long dresses on, long sleeves on, uh, walking around uh, just with scowls on their faces, showing no love, but they say, uh, I'm living holy. But holiness is when you can accept people no matter what. You go into, you, you you get with them and you talk with them and you lead them to the Lord and you show them how to truly live for Christ, that there is enjoyment in living for Christ, that you are following the exact footsteps and the lifestyle of Jesus. I don't believe that when Jesus was here that he did not have a little fun, that he did not laugh, that he did not uh, uh, talk uh, and have fun with his disciples. I believe that when Jesus knew that it was time to pray, uh, when Jesus knew it was time to study, that when Jesus knew that he had to get about his father's business, he did that. But I also think, uh, because the Bible tells us that, us that a merry heart does good like a medicine, and it says that we have all of the characteristics of our father, God. And one of the characteristics that we have is laughter and fun. And I don't believe that God would have given us that if that's not a part of who he is. But holiness, we just have to make sure that we're living for God every kind of way we know how. If I'm walking in holiness, if I'm living in holiness, God is going to show me everything that I need to do, including how I dress including how I wear my makeup, including how I do my hair. I I should be set apart from the world. You should be able to look at me and know that there's something different about me that that is not uh that you don't see in this other uh person over here. But there's something about you. I don't know what it is, but you're not like these ladies over here. But there's something about you. I can't quite put my finger on it. And when they say, I can't quite put my finger on it, that's when you say, what it is, is I have Jesus in my life. And I'm living a holy lifestyle. You don't get in there when everybody else is telling the nasty, filthy jokes. You don't uh, get online and 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 look at uh, all that porno filth. You don't do that. Uh, you don't... Um, uh, contaminate your body with alcohol and and drugs and cigarettes. You you don't do that. You don't overeat. You know 
you you know, we're always talking about people on drugs, and we're always talking about people using alcohol, and we're always talking about people smoking cigarettes, but overeating, gluttony is a sin, and it's just as sinful as smoking a cigarette or or, or drinking alcohol or, or going to the club, whatever you want to say. You know, you say, oh, I'm not like these others, but then you have a, a, a gluttonous spirit. You don't know how to stop eating. So there are things that you have got to do to make sure that you are walking according to what Christ and how Christ is telling you to walk. Um the next um, thing that we want to look at is we don't judge one another. Many times we find ourselves judging other people. We don't judge our own lives, but we're too busy judging other people, sending other people to hell, saying um, uh, all of the things that they're doing, but we don't look at the things that we're doing. We're looking at out of our window saying how dirty our windows' neighbors are, but it's actually not our windows, our neighbors' windows that are dirty. It's our windows that are dirty. You know, constantly having something bad, constantly having something negative to say about other people, wanting to pull people down. When, when God blesses someone, we get angry and we want to judge them. How can God use her? Do you know what she She did. She used to be this. She used to be that. He used to be this. He used to be that. But those are the people that God can use because they came out of a lifestyle. God saved them, sanctified them, delivered them. They came out of a lifestyle that was so ugly and wretched and unclean that they can understand others who are going through But some of us who have been in church all of our lives and we've never done anything, quote, uh, maybe just other than told a lie, maybe we didn't use drugs or alcohol or maybe we didn't sleep around or maybe we didn't commit adultery or fornicate or whatever, you know. But we're so busy judging other people who have gone through those things, but those are the people that God is using in these last and evil days. He's He's looking for people that have an open heart that will go out and and check and shake the bushes and and go up and down the highways and go up down the streets and compel men and women to come to Christ Jesus. And that is my next uh uh point uh where it says uh, don't judge one another go to 1 Corinthians 4 and 5. And then the next one is share the word of God. 2 Timothy 4 1 and 2 and 1 Peter 5 2 and four. We have to share the word of God. Some of us are the only Bible that some people are going to ever read until they are actually and totally introduced to Jesus Christ on a personal level. How are you living your life? Is your life an open word? Is your life an open Bible? Can people look at your life and see like I said earlier, that there's something different about you. Can you walk up to somebody and, and the Lord says, you know, tell that person I love them. Tell that person that I died for them. Can you do that? You know, would you not be ashamed? Could you just boldly say, you know, I'm so sorry, ma'am, or sir, you know, I don't normally do this, but, you know, 
I'm a born-again Christian, and I just really feel impressed to tell you something. I just feel uh, the Lord telling me to tell you he loves you. I don't know if you're going through anything right now, uh, if you're suffering with anything or something going in your family, but God just wants you to know that he loves you, uh, that he died on the cross for your sins, and he just wants to, to, to save you, save your family, take care of whatever uh whatever it is that you're going through, blah, 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 whatever the Spirit of the Lord would lay on your heart. But God wants us to share the word. And as I said earlier, some of us are the only Bible that some people are going to ever read. Uh, he wants us to comfort the bereaved, First uh, Thessalonians four sixteen and 18. Uh, we need to comfort people when they're going through, especially during uh, when they lose a loved one, uh, especially if that loved one was saved. You know, I don't um, say goodbye to people I know who uh, go to be with the Lord. I don't say goodbye to them. I just go and I say, I'm going to see you later. I'll I'll see you soon. Uh, I'll see you uh, in the rapture, however it is that the Lord is going to uh, come back for me. Um we just don't, you know, we, we want to comfort people. You're going to see them again. For those, though, that are not saved and for those who um, maybe they're not saved and their, their loved one was saved, then we need to get them and talk with them and get God in their life so that they, too, can one day go to be with the the, the Father and, and they can go to heaven and they can see their family members uh, it reminds me of the little boy that I heard about last week. I guess uh, had some complications and he died on the operating table when he was four and how he went to heaven. And he saw people that he never even knew because he was only four. And his grandfather, I guess, had died or his great-grandfather had died before he was born and his little sister had died in his mother's womb. And these two people were in heaven, and they talked with him while he was there. And he now has a book out. I guess he's 11 or 12 now uh, talking about his story. But I want you to know heaven is real, and there is a day that we're all going to go, and we're going to stand before the Lord, and he is just going to just bless us. And I mean, he's blessing us now, but there's even more that we're going to get when we get to heaven. Uh, uh, the other thing is that we are to win souls. Uh, Jude 21 through 23. That's Jude uh, chapter 1, verse 21 through 23. And then it says that we are to be concerned about heaven. And that's Colossians 3 and verses 1 through 4. Hallelujah. Um Right now I'm going to go into another musical selection and I will come back and finish up this teaching on the rapture. Uh, I want you to think about the rapture. I want you to look forward to the rapture because I'm telling you that is going to be a glorious moment because there are going to be some things that are going to happen to us once we are raptured up into heaven. Uh, we're going to go through the Bema Seat Judgment, and, and like I said, I don't want to get into all of this now, but we're going to go through the Bema Seat Judgment where we are going to be judged 
by Christ himself. We are not going through the great white throne judgment. We're not going through the judgment where it says you either, uh, uh, Lord is his name found in the book of life. I mean, the Lord's going to ask the angels his name found in the book of life, and he's going to say, no, Lord, and then God's going to look at him and say, depart from me, you work of iniquity, for I never knew you. That's the great white throne judgment, and they are going to be judged by God himself. But we are going to be uh, going through the, uh, the Bema seat judgment where we are going to be judged by Christ for our works. Well, it looks like I have a phone call here, so I will take that call. Hello, you're on air. Good, good, good evening. This is yes. Cliff. How you doing? We talked before. Yes. How you doing, sister? I'm doing wonderful. How are you? I am great. Doing homework. Doing take two little breaks. What's who on BGI tonight? Uh, <laughs> um, I have a just a quick word and uh-huh. a whole about what you said about the rapture. You know, a lot of people think that because we're Christians, we're uh, and I may be wrong for saying this, but uh, I am. Please correct me. That most Christians think that they can get away with anything, and I'm gonna get caught up anyway. Yeah, I hear you. Well, I hear you. I, I I don't know about that part because you know God will judge us by what we do here on earth. Right. And I don't be I don't be left behind by no form of fashion. Will I've been unsaved or I was saved and just got will of God altogether and just mm-hmm. became hard headed. But you know I had to let some folks go. In my own life, they kept me from doing the right thing. I hear you. I had folks coming to me who were who were lonely, you know, who were uh-huh. just desperate me uh-huh. to have an affair with these women. I you know, you. I said to myself, now, what's more valuable, your wife or these so-called fake friends you got on the side? I hear you. You got to let somebody go. I hear you. So and you let them go. Church, yes, ma'am, I did. <laughs> they in church. And, and I never would do that. I never would. Cheat them out. If I wouldn't have that kind of attitude, I would never get married. I hear you. But the I pastor said to, to today that adultery will cost you. It may not That's cost right. you financially, but cost you spiritually, emotionally, right. uh, psychologically. That's right. It's on cost. That's right. So, and I'm in total you know, agreement. I, I'm in total agreement. Yeah. And you're right about that. And I'm going to get into that uh, after I do my uh, next song because uh, that is okay. important because I want people to know that uh, you just can't go up there any old kind of a way. But you've got to be living a, a holy lifestyle. Because he'll tell us, I never knew you. I hear you. I don't want to hear them words from his mouth. I don't want to hear <laughs> Come on a little higher, my son. You did, you, did, you did a great job down here on earth. Come on a little higher. I, I, don't I want hear to you. So. <laughs> God is good, right, brother? Yes, he is. Amen. Amen. Well, I'm going to go ahead and start this musical selection, and I appreciate you calling me. Okay. All right, brother. It's good to talk to you again. Oh, to you too. All right. Bye-bye now. All right. Bye-bye. Well, praise God. Hallelujah. We are going to go into uh, this next musical selection, and then we are going to get in a little bit about what the brother was just saying uh, about um, the life that we're living, that we can't just be living any old kind of a lifestyle and expect to go and uh, be with the Lord So let us go And um, we're going to do this uh, Song here When We Get There Hallelujah by, I believe it's by Richard Smallwood Hallelujah mm-hmm. 
the Lord. When we get over there, hallelujah, talking about the joy and the peace of the Lord and the happiness, how you're going to be happy, all of the wonderful things. I tell you, when we go to heaven, I mean, it is going to be so beautiful. We've not seen anything on this earth like what heaven is going to look like. And as our caller said a little bit earlier, he was talking about not, um, you know, uh, how we can't just go up to heaven any old kind of a way. Uh, In Matthew, I believe it is, let's see. Yeah, Matthew 25, uh, starting at verse, starting at verse 1, I believe it is. And it says, then the it says, um, then the kingdom of heaven shall be likened to 10 virgins, to 10 virgins who took their lamps and went to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish, thoughtless, without forethought, and five were sensible, intelligent, and prudent. For when the foolish took their lamps, they did not take any extra oil with them. But the wise took flask of oil along with them also with their lamps. While the bridegroom lingered and was slow in coming, they all began nodding their heads and they fell asleep. But at midnight there was a shout, Behold, the bridegroom, go out to meet him. Then all those virgins got up and put their own lamps in order. And the foolish said to the wise, Give us. Some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. But the wise replied, There will not be enough for us and for you. Go instead to the dealers and buy for yourselves. But while they were going away to buy, the bridegroom came, and those who were prepared went with him to the marriage feast, and the door was shut. Later the other virgins also came and said, Lord, Lord, open the door to us. But he, repi- but he replied, I solemnly declare to you, I do not know you. I am not acquainted with you. Watch, therefore, give strict attention and be cautious and active, for you know neither the day nor the hour when the Son of Man cometh. Do not be like the foolish virgins and not be prepared for when the coming of the Lord uh, should take place. There are so many people right now that are saying that they love God, they're saying that they're walking according to God's word, but you're not walking in accordance to the will of God. You need to get your life in order. You need to start uh, uh, getting into your word. You need to start fasting. You need to start praying. You need to start seeking God on what it is that he has for your life. And then you need to begin to do it. You need to constantly stay in your word. You need to constantly be on your knees. You need to be constantly praising God. We know that that you have a everyday life that you attend to, and God understands that. But now is not the time for you to fall away because when Jesus comes, he's not waiting around for you to get ready. 
He's not going to wait around for you to say, oh, Lord, well, wait a minute. Let, let, let me ask you to forgive me real quick. Oh, Lord, wait a minute. Uh, I, I need to uh, get my scriptures together. Oh, Lord, wait a minute. I, I need to pray. Oh, Lord, wait a minute. I need to fast. God is coming back for a ready church. He's coming back for a church without a spot or a wrinkle. God is coming back for people that are prepared, people that love him, people that are waiting on him. And I'm not talking about waiting where you're just sitting around doing nothing, but waiting like how a waiter waits on a customer. Uh, when, a cust- when a waiter comes up to you, he comes and asks of what service he can be to you. What is it that you need? Do you need more water? Do you need more coffee? Well, that is how we are to wait on the Lord He is to find us working for him. We're supposed to work while it is day because when night cometh, no man can work. We need to work while we're yet alive because when the night comes, when it's time for us to move on, we can't work anymore. So what are you doing for God that when Jesus comes back, is he going to be calling your name? Is your name going to be on his lips? Just like when he called Lazarus from the grave, Jesus had to call Lazarus by name. Is he going to call you by name? Is he going to say Jennifer? Is he going to say Latasha? Is he going to say Kenya? Is he going to say David? Is he going to say Malik? Is he going to say uh, uh, John? Is Is he going to call your name and you're going to answer him and all of a sudden you're going to see yourself rising up Uh, your body changing, and you're going to forever go and be with the Lord. This earth down here, all of this stuff down here, it's not going to mean anything to you because you're going to be a different being. By the time you leave here and by the time you get there, you're going to be in your glorified body, and you are going to be a different, a different being. So make sure that you are ready. Make sure that 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 God is looking at your life and He's seeing all of the things and He's saying, you know, I can't wait for uh, uh, Becky to get here. I can't wait for Jack to get here. I can't wait for Susan to get here. I can't wait for Tammy to get here. I can't wait for Sean to get here. I can't wait for for Nancy to get here. I can't wait for Lucy to get here. I mean, He because He He wants us by His side. So Jesus is soon to return. I'm not making this up. I've I've given you scriptures. I've shown you in the word of God that Jesus is going to come back for his church. But he's coming back for a church without a spot or without a wrinkle. Will you be one of the ones that go in the rapture? Or are you going to be one of the ones that are going to be left behind? And then you are going to have to suffer through the great tribulation. You are going to have to maybe even shed your own blood uh, for salvation. Because as I said, at that time, the Holy Spirit will be removed from here. And that wooing and the drawing that you feel now, that tugging at your spirit that you feel now, uh, uh, the Holy Spirit won't be here to do that. Now is the acceptable time the accepted time for you to receive Jesus Christ as your personal Lord 
and Savior. You need to examine your life every day and see, Lord, am I doing what is right? Am I pleasing you, O oh God? Am I doing everything for you that I know how? Am I walking in love? Am, am I sharing the word of God? Am, am I winning souls? Am I, am, I, am I looking towards heaven? Am I working towards the goal, Father God, to, to um, uh, uh, be with you? Or are we doing everything we can to live in this world, on this earth, with all the things that are going on, all the pains, all the sufferings, everything that we're going through, Jesus said that he wants us to be with him, and he's coming back for us. This is not, I'm not saying something that would cause somebody to uh, commit suicide or anything like that, because there's still a place for you here on this earth. And while we're on this earth, we're going to have trials and tribulations. We're going to have sufferings. But the word of God says, Jesus said that he overcame the world. He said, in this world you should have tribulations, but he has overcome the world. He told us uh, that he has given us his peace. So we have all the tools that we need to live on this earth. But there's come a day when we're going to leave this earth in the great event called the rapture, and we are going to forever go and be with the Lord. So I'm going to tell you to be ready. Because you know not the day, you know not the hour when the Son of Man cometh. Because you see, he is and he will come as a thief in the night. And you never know when a thief is going to rob your house. And you're not going to know the day nor the hour when the Son of Man cometh. Hallelujah. I pray that this particular uh, teaching tonight has been a blessing to you. I pray that you know a little bit more about the uh about the rapture and what is going to take place um after the rapture the antichrist will be revealed uh after the rapture um uh there's going to be famine and death and destruction and war and and there're going to be even worse earthquakes and tsunamis and the seas turning to blood and all the fish and the animals in the sea will die and there'll be earthquakes that will shake this very earth, not just states and and but it'll shake continents and, and it'll shake countries and and uh the devastation that we saw in Haiti and the devastation that we saw in New Orleans and the devastation that we saw in Japan will be nothing like the devastation that is gonna come upon this world during the time of great tribulation. And in great tribulation, if you do not take the mark of the beast, you will not be able to buy or sell or 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 be looked at if you need a doctor or anything. But if you take the mark of the beast, you might as well hang it up because you have taken the mark of the enemy and you are no longer, uh, 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 God has no part anymore in your life because you're taking the mark of the beast, you're taking the mark of the devil himself. Uh, there'll be the 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 beast will be a part of this, and the false prophet and the antichrist will be a part of this. The holy trinity, I mean the unholy trinity, they call it. Um, there are going to be all kinds of creatures. It'll be stinging man for five months, and they they have stingers like like uh, uh, I guess like uh, mosquitoes and 
and and they look like they look like scorpions and have oh it, it's just going to be awful some of the things if you read the book of revelation i dare you to read the book of revelation and i mean really read it and really study the book of revelation and still not give your life to christ there's no way that you can read the book of revelation and not turn your life over to god I'm going to ask you tonight that if you have enjoyed this message, that you will uh, email me at a word from God three. That's the number three at aol dot com, uh, and let me know um, if you enjoyed this message on this evening, what you thought about the message. If you have any questions, I will definitely email you back and uh, answer any questions that I possibly can. Um, this. End Times lesson is a powerful lesson, and it is something that every Christian needs to know about. It is not a fable. It is not a story. It is not a myth. It is the next most powerful thing that is going to take place in the body of Christ, and that is the rapture of his church. And after the Bema Seat Judgment, what I was talking about a little earlier, after the Bema Seat Judgment will be the marriage supper of the Lamb, where the body of Christ, the bride of Christ, we will we will join together in holy matrimony with the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ Himself, and we will be His His bride. We will be adorned. Uh, to, uh, in, in beauty and holiness and all of the wonderful things, and we will have the marriage supper, and it is going to be beautiful. While there's devastation down here, we will be living uh, uh, with our Lord in, in, in just wonderfulness, is, is for lack of a better word. But I would like to pray with you if you do not know the Lord as your personal Savior. And I'm going to ask you to... Uh, Repeat this prayer after me, and I want you to mean this prayer from your heart. Uh, Some people, when they get saved, they jump and they shout and they fall out and do all kinds of wonderful things, and some people, they just repeat the prayer, but there's a change that comes over their life that they cannot explain. You may not feel anything. You may not jump, you may not twitch, you may not do nothing, but as the week goes on, you will see that there is a change in your life. And then I'm going to ask you that after you pray the sinner's prayer, that you would write me and let me know, and I will try to help you in whatever way I can to help you find a good Bible teaching church to um, give you some, uh, uh, share with you uh, certain things in the scripture if need be. But uh, please email me. And again, that is a word from God 3, the number 3, a word from God 3 at AOL.com. And maybe you're a backslider and maybe you're someone that you, you're like the 10 foolish virgins and you want to get your life right with God and you want God to look at your life and, and say, come up hither when it is time. You don't want him to look at you and say, I never knew you, depart from me, work of iniquity. Um, God is, is a good God, and he is a loving God. But, you know, if we don't make it in, it is not God's fault. It is our fault because of the things that we do. At one time, I was a backslider, 
And uh, God, oh, hallelujah, I thank him so much that he waited on me. But I don't know how long he would wait. And I'm going to tell you not to wait any longer, but to give your life totally over to the Father and just let him uh, uh, heal your hurts, heal your wounds, whatever it is that caused you to walk away from him. I'm going to ask you to just totally turn your life back over to the Lord. Let us pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I ask you to forgive me for all of my sins. Jesus, come into my life and save me. I'm sorry for every sin I have committed. Help me, Lord, to walk away from the things I need to walk away from. Now, devil, I will not have anything else to do with you. You are no longer the Lord of my life. Jesus is now the Lord of my life. Forgive me, Lord. Thank you. I appreciate you. I love you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. And like I said earlier, for all of you that did pray that prayer, please uh, write me at a word from God 3, the number 3, at AOL.com. And I will also tell you uh, to start reading in the book of John, in the New Testament. Uh, It's the fourth book uh, in the New Testament, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and then John, and just begin reading there, and just seeing all of the wonderful things that God, that, would, that all the wonderful things that Jesus did for you, and uh, you will appreciate Him even more. Um, God is just awesome. I mean, He's just totally, totally, totally awesome. And I thank Him, and I praise Him, and I thank God, and I praise God for you. So, for those of you that prayed the prayer. Or for those of you that um, backslid and you're coming back home, I just thank God for you. And I say welcome to those who who just received Christ. And I say welcome back to those of you who um, have given your life, turned your life back over to the Lord. And for the rest of you who maybe you're just not feeling quite that you're right where you should be, and we're going to pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I just thank you and praise you, Lord God, for all of your people all over the world, those, Father God, who know you. Father God, maybe there's just a little something that they need to get right with you, or Father God, maybe they're not feeling that they're doing everything that they can possibly do, but Father God, I'm asking you to give them the strength. I'm asking you, Father God, to meet them in their midnight hours, O oh God, that you will begin to show them dreams and visions, that you'll begin to speak to their hearts, that you'll begin to send people their way that will share something about their life with them, O oh God. And, Lord God, I just pray that you keep your hand of protection over your people all over the world, all everywhere. Oh, God, I pray for our soldiers and our military men and women, Father God, in in the different wars that are going on. And I ask for protection, and I ask for peace over 
them, Lord God. I ask that, Lord God, when they sleep, when they go back home, come back here to America, that, Father God, you'll give them peace and rest and comfort and that the horrors of the war will not harm their psyche or harm their spirit in any way. Father, I just thank you and praise you, Lord God, for all of the wonderful things, for every minister, Lord God, that's that's up in your name, for the young man that called earlier. I pray that you continue to bless him, Lord God, and bless his ministry, Father God, and cause it to grow and cause him to grow. Father, we just thank you right now for your 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 manifestation, Lord God, of the wonderful things, Lord God, that you have for each and every one of us. I pray, O oh God, that you will continue to bless your people everywhere. In Jesus' name we pray and we say amen. Hallelujah. Well, we have about 17 more minutes left on the show. I forgot, I didn't open up the lines, but you still have 17 minutes to call in if you want to. It's one eight one eight four seven five nine two two nine. And uh, you may want to just share something about what you learned tonight or ask a question or or whatever you might have. But I just thank and praise God once again for all of our listeners who do listen. Uh, it is such a pleasure to uh, have you to just listen to the show. It's such a pleasure to have you um, uh, just hear your encouraging words. And I know that many of you are praying uh, we do have a caller, and let us. Hello, you're on the air. Hello. Yes. I just wanted to just call in and just say, you know, thanks for the subject on tonight. Um, I had gotten started late on my dinner, so we were eating family dinner and uh, listening to the show, and uh, one of my kids, you know, she was just like, you know, I just want to be sure. I'm straight with God, and I just want to, you know, just say the sinner's prayer. So, you know, I took her to the side, and we said the sinner's prayer. So she rededicated her life back to the Lord and everything. Which of your children? I'm sorry, one more time? Which of your children? Uh, My middle child. Oh, praise the Lord. How old is she? She is 11. She's almost 12. Praise God, praise God, praise God. (laughs) Amen. Well, that's what this show is all about, uh, making sure that people are ready for the coming of the Lord. Because so many people think that this is really a a big joke or they think that it's a farce or a fable or just a, a story or a myth, but it is very important. It is the next great event. That is going to take place And I would suggest uh, that if you can find that movie That I I was talking about a little bit earlier I was talking about this movie that came out around about the 70s Called uh, A Thief in the Night Uh, I think that uh, your children would probably really enjoy it It is a very good movie It's uh, family friendly And I think everyone out there uh, should uh, try to find it And it's called A Thief in the Night And maybe you can uh, find it And show it to the rest of your children as well Oh definitely definitely All right. Well thank you so much for calling Thank you Alright bless you bye bye Hallelujah Praise God 11 year old Hallelujah Wanted to make sure that her life was right With God so that it's so that when the rapture comes, that she'll be rapture ready. 
to go and be with the Lord. Praise God. And it's just awesome when uh, when you hear those kinds of testimonies that uh, people want to rededicate their lives or they want to give their life to Christ because uh, they just want to make sure that everything is uh, well with their soul, well with their spirit. So we thank and praise God for that testimony that the young lady just shared with us about her daughter. Well, hallelujah. Glory be to God. Um, I just want to make one more announcement. Um, uh, Day Springs uh, Family Church's Denim and Diamonds Women's Conference and Luncheon will be held at the Gaylord Texan Resort Mother's Day weekend, May 4th through the 7th. Uh, the registration fee for the conference is $99. That is uh, before April 3rd, which is next Sunday, uh, 2011. Beginning April 4th, the registration price will be $129. Included in that registration package is a fabulous con- conference bag and a wonderful lunch on that Saturday. There will be some other awesome things that will take place throughout the whole conference. So we ask that you get your registration in early. We will have some dynamic women of God sharing the word of God during this powerful conference. Um, I believe our own pastor, Pastor Sonia Dickerson, is going to be one of our speakers. We also have uh, Pastor Cheryl Brady from the Potter's House who will be speaking at our conference, Uh, Dr. Jessica Ingram, and uh, Wanda Bolton Davis and uh, Elder Latanya Rogers will be our speakers for this particular um, conference. We are also going to be having uh, some workshops, and our workshops on that Friday will be from 9.30 to uh, to 1, and the workshops are uh, Affording the Life of Your Dreams, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, How to Live Your Personal Best, Living a Life of Worship, and Dancing for the Star. Hallelujah. That's going to be a sacred dance, and mime workshops are going to be available for that particular uh, event. And then uh, that evening at 7 o'clock, we will have our worship service. Uh, On that uh, Wednesday night, we will be holding our worship service at 7 o'clock at the Day Spring Family Church. On Thursday night, uh, we will have, um, which is May 5th, we will have another worship service at Day Springs Family Church at 7 o'clock. Then on May the 6th and May the 7th, we will be at the Gaylord Texan Resort. So we are just um, looking forward to having a wonderful time in Christ. Um, our women's conferences are always um, awesome conferences. Our women come back changed and refreshed and renewed in Christ, and we're just thanking God um, for the great things that are going to take place uh, on that Mother's Day weekend. Also, I'm asking you to stay tuned with us uh, on April the 10th. I have my the whole women's committee and our, pa- our own Pastor Sonia will be with me that night, and we will be talking and testifying and just talking about the women's conference and, and hoping that we can get women to call in and, and talk with our, with our dear Pastor Sonia Dickerson and and to just have a glorious time in the Lord and ask questions and ask about our women's conference and talk about our women's conference. So we're just expecting great things. That's April 10th here on A Word from God. 
at 7.30 Central Standard Time. Hallelujah. Well, as I've always said, God is truly awesome. He is truly a good God. And I'm just so thankful for all of the things that uh, God is doing for um, in my life, uh, what God is doing in your lives. Uh, I know that he has just been a blessing to each and every one of us. I'm asking you to just go out this week and do something special. Do something different. Go out and tell someone else about the goodness of God. Let someone know how much God loves them. Um I'm telling you, when you win a soul to the Father, when you win a soul, I mean, it is so beautiful to bring someone uh, in, a a, a new person in to the body of Christ. Uh, To win that soul, the scriptures say, he that winneth winneth souls is wise. And um, just go out this week and and talk with someone about the goodness of the Lord and how good God has been to you. Uh, I'm telling you, I just I just honor the Lord on tonight. I truly, truly, truly honor the Lord on tonight. And so I just want to say also, starting um, tomorrow, there is a prophetic word tomorrow, from the Lord. Um, it's morning at 10 a.m. Uh, I will be back on the and air, and we just normally on the Monday lost, morning just play a little music. The Lord is going to um, just to kind He's of make the week start off in a good way. Yeah, you were trying and uh, we may share just a little food for thought on tomorrow. God but basically, we just like to play music. On Wednesday, we do uh, a business um a session where we talk about how to uh, go into business for yourself. Uh, especially, uh, we try to go, we try to do this through the scripture, to uh, build a scripture-based business so that God's hand and God's blessing will be on your business. And then on Friday morning, again at 10 o'clock, we will also play more music for you to end your week and just so that you can be soothed and refreshed and 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 ready for your Sunday morning service. And so I just say God bless you to each and every one of you. Thank you for tuning in to A Word from God on blogtalkradio.com. I am your radio host, Evangelist Rebecca Collier Hagler, saying thank you for joining us. May God richly bless all of your endeavors for him. And see you next Sunday night at 7.30 Central Standard Time here on A Word from God. God bless sacrifice. Years of sowing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Come on, everybody. Lift up your hands. And receive this word from the Lord. Oh, your broken spirit, your broken heart, receive this word from the Lord. And here's what you need to do.
Take it up. 